in the beginning stage, it's the hardest part, right? Because you have all these naysayers, you have people saying you can't do this, you can't do that, and you're believing in them, right? right. The first step is to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that might be so hard, being someone overweight, being someone skinny, have, being bullied, X, Y, and Z, right? But you just need to like, just believe in yourself. And it's so simple just to say, yeah, just believe in yourself. Yeah, just, it's so easy. Just go outside the door and just go believe in yourself. It's, it, it's not fucking easy. Not it's not. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Roommates Podcast. Chris, the star of the show here. And ladies and gentlemen, do I have a very, very special treat for you all. I have two gentlemen here that's ready to share their incredible stories and give you all a lot of wisdom. So please, Roommates family, welcome Dak and Hetty to the podcast. Woo! Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know if Dak wanted me to call him Mike or Mike Dak. I don't know, I don't know what he wanted me to do. So I'm gonna let him introduce himself to you all, and then we'll start with, and then we'll go with Harry right after that. So. Okay. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm also known as Mike or Dak or Mikey <laughs> on the hit reality TV show on HBO Max, F Boy Island. Uh, and I can't wait to have this podcast with the star. What's up, guys? I'm Harry Labaskakni. Uh, a lot of y'all call me just Jerry. Oh, gee, it's easier. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to start this podcast and let's get it on. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to really start off. Why did y'all both get into content and influence? You know, like what was the you know, the starting point, what was the reason for you all to get in front of the camera and start? Uh, ever since I was like a young kid, I always liked to be in front of a camera. So like a little story behind that was uh, back when I was like nine years old, my father took me on a, uh, on a cruise with mm. my family. And there was like this uh, event where like, there was like this performance at like one of these like shows they had. And I was like, all right, let's go. Like I go to this performance with my dad and we're just sitting in the audience and the guy was doing like these tricks with like these like yo-yos or mm. like something like that, like these big yo-yos. I'm like, and he dropped it. And I'm like, boo, you suck. So basically what happened was like, <laughs> oh, you're so good. Why don't you come up here? And my little eight year old ass walked my ass up there and I went on stage and I like schooled the dude in it. Like somehow, I don't even know how I did it, but I did. It was like, honestly, like, string of luck wow so basically after that um we go back to the the room right and i'm like dad 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 we gotta go back out there my fans are waiting for me <laughs> <laughs> so like pretty much like after that i was like yo a star is born mm. like i need to i, I like I, I like feel comfortable in front of a camera i love it and like i, I need i need to do this yeah that's so that's pretty much like the start of like how I started like social, like how I wanted to do like this whole, you know, social media thing pretty much before mm -hmm. social media was social media. So yeah, so you just got literally kind of just did it, fell in love with it. And ever yeah. since then you kind of just been rocking and rolling since. I just personally just like the attention of like, just like all eyes on me, like main character vibe, you know? I ain't with that. That's kind of, with that. yeah. What about you Harry? How you get started? So um, I've been very blessed to play professional rugby. Um, so I'm from South Africa, so it's a 
one of our biggest sports, uh, unlike in America. <laughs> it's, it's not big yet, but that's why I'm here. So I've always like watched my role models play on TV and like it always, I always wanted to do that. And um, I wanted to be part of the, the big show, like you said. Yeah. I wanted to be part of something better, something greater, because if you're seen on TV, you're the next big thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like that. And I always had this vision in mind that I'm going to be something great. I'm going to be someone great. I'm going to change the world in my own way. You know what I mean? And uh, I played rugby. And when I was about 17 years old, um, my role model came to South Africa. And that was right after Youth Olympics where I played in Australia and we won it. Wow. And I was on my way back. And um, he said to me, he's from New Zealand. His name is Daniel Carter one of the greatest of all time. And he said to me, yo, mate, maybe we'll play against each other someday. And me at 17 years old, I was like, it's probably never going to happen, but that would be something great. You know what I mean? I hope it's on TV. Down the line, six years down the line, I play rugby in Japan. He plays rugby in Japan. Wow. We play against each other and we sign autographs next to each other while he's standing right there. And he goes to me, I remember you. You were that kid that I told that to. And that, ever since that, like I was like, I know I'm going to be someone great. And I want to show people like, I'm not from much when I grew up. So when that happened, like I was like, man, like I want to show all the kids that's where the place where I'm from, like everybody can make it. You know what I mean? Because the small town, small town mindset is like, when you grow up, you kind of just want to get married, get kids, uh, like have kids and just stay in that town. Have that like white five. picket fence. Like, you know what I mean? Wife. Yeah. And then stay there and, that's it. That's your life. Yeah. Go to the same job, know the same people. And I was like, man, that's not me. Like, I'm destined for greatness. And um, after that, like, I was on a show and that, that was pretty cool too. And it helped me a lot to come to America. And um, what was the show again? Too hard to handle. It wasn't because I was too hot, it was just like cocky. So they, they popped me in. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, so kind of what brought me into it was like I knew that if I played rugby on TV, I'd be great at it. And then the influencing thing start and it was all about um brand brands needed you to like be something on Instagram to sponsor you and like that's kind of what got me into it in the beginning yeah and um, now it's just like something I do regularly you know I mean like I I always want to try and like show people that there's more to it than just what everybody sees the nice pictures the you know what I mean like I want people to understand that everybody has a bad day everybody has shit times everybody has ups and downs and not like everybody understands that because they see all these models all these on social media yeah and everybody like kind of like i want to be like him i want to be like her like why be the best version of yourself Mm. and that's what i try to put out there like bro i was awkward as heck on the show like I was myself and like a lot of people like i was like flash car what a beautiful day it is but like Bro, when I'm with my friends, that's how I am. I'm just weird. I'm a weirdo. Like, <laughs> I love it like that. And that's just like, I want to tell people like, be you, do you. And like, there's a space for all of us on this earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think uh, we were talking off camera and you all kind of have a similar like background where y'all didn't have a lot growing up. 
And I feel like there's a lot of men that watch like, you know, channels like this that don't have a lot growing up. Maybe whether it's money, whether it's pay, you know, two parent household, et cetera, things like I'm that. Sure. But you two, you know, broke through that and y'all found the best version of yourself. So what was the book, the quote, you know, the mindset, that kind of light bulb that really allowed y'all to push through, you know, unlike 99% of men, because yeah. a lot of those, a lot of men, you know, they use their background where they don't have as an excuse not to get better enough well. So yeah. what was, you know, the, the like the couple of things or whatever that kind of really made y'all like I'm a, I'm a I'm a change that I'm about to make sure that I, I don't let those excuses kind of run my life. Like so for me personally, I I grew up uh overweight. I didn't have barely any friends. Define overweight. Uh 265 pounds as a freshman in high school. Oh wow. <laughs> I was like 155 pounds at like eight years old. Like wow. that wow. that's big. What do you think contributed to the weight? So it was just like, you know, my I come from an Armenian household. My my parents see food from like see like love through food. Mm. And at a young age, you don't know what self-control is. You don't know what's good, what's bad. You don't have anybody like really like guiding you in the in the sense of like, hey, you shouldn't eat this. Like my parents would be like, Oh, this makes you happy? Oh, eat it. Like it's gonna it's gonna make you happy, so eat it. Why not? Mm. Right? So you know, I grew up, like, my household was great. My parents are still together. You know, like, everything was cool. But, like, I didn't have self-control. And I kind of, like, let that feed into, like, my adult years, right? Even all, all the way up to, like, a so uh, like about a sophomore in high school. So, basically, what changed for me was, like, I, I, I was the kid that transferred schools three times because I was being bullied so bad, so bad I was, like, almost suicidal. Like, I didn't want to be on this planet. Like, mm -hmm. like plain and simple. You know, so what really changed for me was uh, I was like, I see all these guys on like, you know, the wrestling team and like they're all in shape. They get all the hot girls. I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go for the wrestling team and just like go for it. Who cares? I don't care. You know, all I want to do is lose weight. I didn't care if I won one match. I didn't I didn't give a, a rat's ass. So basically I go, I sign up, I lose every single match. Oh, and 21. Zero wins and 21 losses, but I went to every practice on time. I respected my coach and I was there every single time, but I lost 20, uh, 75 pounds. Oh, wow. My first season, which is only like three months. You lost 75, 75 pounds, pounds and not even adjusting like what I'm eating on a daily, like I was like conscious because I had to make weight, my weight class, right? But like, I wasn't like, I was still eating like whatever I kind of wanted, right? But you trained well. Yeah, but I trained hard, right? And I guess like what happened with me is it kind of just like, just hit this switch in my brain where it was like, okay, like I could, I could, I could be something, right? So like if I had any advice to somebody that's struggling with their weight, struggling with their mental health, like in those younger years, which is like the most vulnerable years of your life where you're really gonna build and like create something out of yourself, right? Like to me, like that was like what I really needed. I needed, I needed that hate and I needed like those rough times because those rough times made me into the man I am today. And I'm so grateful for it and I get emotional just like talking about it. Like seriously, because like to this day, 
like I think about like the times I've had in my past, like, you, you know, you know how hard it is to transfer schools and like try and make new friends and like, like, and everyone makes fun of you. Like people are like, oh, like, you were a kid. Like who cares? It was kid weight. Like, nah, bro. Like it wasn't kid weight. Like I struggled. I went through a really hard time in my life. All right. So if I could give any advice to somebody, it's like, it's, it's, it's just like respect yourself enough to change, right? Mm. If you don't like something about yourself, do something about it. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. So that's kind of just like the, the, the very beginning of like how my life like kind of like started happening. And like once I started losing the weight, then like girls would talk to me and like I would like be confident, more confident. And like it would kind of just like go up, up, and up, 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 up. And like, you know, going from being the kid that nobody wanted to talk to, nobody wanted to be friends with, the goofy kid, that was the only way to make friends, to being like where I am like today, like a very confident individual, somebody that's been on TV, somebody that has a great physique, somebody that's like people look up to, right? But it never was just always like that. Yeah. So like if I could give any advice is just kind of like, just like believe in yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Cause at the end of the day, people have opinions on anything you do in life. Opinions and opinions and opinions. Oh, like I'll go to my father, like oh, I want to lose weight. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing against anybody in my family, but like you have to look after yourself. Such a- Period. Yeah, I think Period. That, that personal accountability and responsibility to really make the steps to transform your life is a reason why 99% of men don't. Mm-hmm. It's like they they live in the dark. They live in those excuses and they don't see progress because a lot of people do want to cheer you or they want their hand held and they want somebody else to do it for them. But it takes yourself to really push forward and change yourself, you know, and transform yourself. And that makes your story, your testimony that much more beautiful. Exactly. You know, so Harry, I would love to hear, you know, why, like what was that, you know, light bulb switch, that that transformation for you? First of all, I just want to say to Dak, uh, bro, I heard this quote once and it's beautiful to me because it fits into what you said. Um, a wolf never listened to the opinion of a sheep. Mm. Facts. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're a wolf. Never ever listen to sheep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a leader. Be that leader. You know what I mean? That's all I want to say. But you're, <laughs> you're a G already. You know what I mean. But um, what I wanted to... Um, so, well, we have similar backgrounds. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of like... I was also bullied, but to a different not because I was... Uh, overweight or anything I was a very skinny kid growing up and it was hard for me to gain weight my metabolism is really fast and my whole family is tall but I never knew my parents my biological parents so I grew up with my biological mother's parents so my grandparents but I call them mom and dad and um, my dad that time he was already on pension because he had like four five back operations so he couldn't work anymore because of rugby (laughs) and um yeah so like all my friends always used to do stuff and i wasn't able to because i didn't have money to go or i didn't have 
my dad and my parents, like, there was just enough to, like, have a roof over our head, like, eat well and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm from a, a town where you're either, like, rich or you're poor. There's no middle class. You know what I mean? And um, I was bullied because I was great at sport. I was exceptional at everything I tried. And that's just a blessing. You know what I mean? And me getting out of it, like, a bunch of things happen and, like, I, in my final year of, so we only have primary school and high school in South Africa. So there's no middle school or whatever, but primary school is from uh, like seven to 13. And then high school is from 14 to 18. And um, when I was my year of third, going to 13, I was in the same school until then. And then a lot of stuff happened and I, I just decided to move schools. So I went to a, like in the rugby well, I went to a weaker school just because like the people was more appreciative and like stuff like that. And I needed that for my confidence. All right. So then I, I did great in rugby and I played cricket. It's, the, it's similar to baseball, just with the flat bat and you like the ball has to bounce before it comes to you, stuff like that. <laughs> it's, we do, we play a little, a little bit different sports to you guys. But, um, yeah. So I was good at that and um i just and i was like bullied like when i would tackle the big kids like they would like punch me in my face and i would i'm not the guy like my whole family boxed and i did boxing for fun and but i never wanted to i never want to hit people or i never want to hurt people in a way like not in a sport way you know what i mean like i i've no i've been punched a lot of times but mm. i've never punched anyone in my life with my fist that's and um so it was always a thing like people tried to like make me look bad so they can look great and at the end of it all all of those people at the end of the day now oh bro doing so great can we collab bro mm. can uh, you give us a shout out bro no <laughs> no do you know you know yeah. what guy i'm helping the guy that was where I was. Yeah. That's the guy I want to help. Yeah. That's the guy I want to bring up with me. Because it, like I always say, it's not where you start, where you finish. You know what I mean? Like, so that like kind of pushed me into the, uh, the thing of like, I was not in a great school, even in high school, but I'm the only person that signed professional rugby. Like, the school was like, I don't know even how many years old, but I was the only person that signed a professional contract. And then a year after me, there was one other kid, but he only played like junior stage professional for two years. But he was one of my good friends. And um, after that, like everybody went back to the same, like I said, small town, small yeah. town world. Everybody went to the same thing. Like all my friends now has a wife and two or three kids and they just do their day job and nothing against that, but that's on me. You know what I mean? And all those guys that, played either above me because they were in a better school or like those are the things that motivated me to be the person I am today. Like just like never stopped working. Yeah. And um, the thing that changed my life was like, also I saw a quote and it said, hard work be talent when talent doesn't work hard. 100%. And um, a lot of people have said this, but I'm, I'm living proof that it's literally that. I've played with so many professional rugby players in my life, but my final year of high school, I think 
the one guy, like he could have actually made it. Two, three guys could have actually made it, but they didn't have the work ethic. They would rather go out drinking. I mean, in high school, I was training nine hours a day after going to school. Before school, after going to school, I would train three sessions by myself, a session with the team, and then a kicking session afterwards because I knew what it took. Yeah. You know what I mean? I knew what it took to be great. Not by reading any books. Like, I'm not, I'm not really a reader, but I just knew that, like, man, if you want to be something great, you're going to have to work for it because there's no one else that can do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know what I mean? If you get, like, if you can give any advice, like, man, just go for it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I'm the type of guy, if I need to work for something, I'll wake up at three, four, five because I know the early bird catch the worm. Mm. And if I'd done my job way before you even woke up, that means I'm already that step up in front of you. Like Kobe. Yes, sir. He said the best. Exactly. And um, so that's what motivated me to just, you know what, like, bro, where's those bullies at? You know what I mean? Do you even know their names? (laughs) No, not anymore. I actually still remember the first bully I ever had. He threw a basketball at the back of my head. His name was Sean Nickel. So Sean Nickel. Look at me now. Look at me now. I'm popping face. The similarities between y'all stories is is really how you all use that pain and made a beautiful diamond out of it. So, like my slogan is forged through pain, mm-hmm. right? Like you're you're taking a being and you're 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 beating it up, you know, and you're making it into like a diamond, mm-hmm. basically, right? Yeah. Pressure makes diamonds. Exactly. A diamond only gets pretty when it goes through pressure. Why do men avoid that pressure? There's a lot of reasons in my opinion. Let's talk about it because- But but what I would say is, I would say mostly the opinion of of others, I feel like is the number one thing, right? Mm -hmm. They don't look after like just themselves. Like, Like you have the controls, right? It's like a video game. Life is like a video game. You have the control to wake up every morning and choose what you're gonna do. You have 24 hours in the day. What are you doing to make yourself in a better place than you were yesterday? Period. That's it. If you want to wake up at 11 o'clock and sleep in bed until 12 o'clock, and then you just get your day started at like two o'clock, this guy already did four workouts (laughs) before like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how bad do you want it? Do you want it kinda? Or do you have to get to the point where I was? Mm. That's where it's like my back's against the wall. I don't want to be on this fucking planet anymore. I'm suicidal. Like, do, do you want to get there? No, right. So, so do something else every morning. Like, set set yourself up for success, right? Because you have the control. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I think to add on to that as well, I feel like people just love living in the excuse. Like whatever, you know, well, that guy had, you know, money to begin with, that guy had, you know, parents or genetics, genetics, you know, like I didn't have all that. So that's why it's easy for you to say, you Mm -hmm. know, so I think that's like another reason where, you know, like we also have a a society and culture that kind of babies people, Mm -hmm. you know, participation trophies, you know, oh, it's okay. You, You know, it's all right, you know, kind of thing. And I think. A lot of men, when they hit opposition, they kind of run away from mm-hmm. it versus, you know, fighting Attacking back. head on. 
Exactly. So I think, you know, to add on to that, you know, that's why a lot of guys run away from the pressure because, you know, it's hard. Yes. And I think a lot of people that went also with the pressure is you don't really know when the diamond is going to be made. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to take three months. We don't know if it's going to take three years. Some people it takes 10 years. Exactly. And we live in a society where everybody wants the results now. Yes. They want to put Impatient. in, you know, 2% of the effort and expect 80 to 90% of exactly. all the results. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think to, to, to that, you know, a lot of reason why, you know, men run away from that pressure and opposition. Exactly. I, I also believe that people live in comfort zones mm. because 100%. they like, it's comfortable for me to just lay on the couch and play Xbox. That's comfortable. But is it comfortable for me to wake up early, go have a jog because I'm fat? Is it comfortable for me? Yes. Like, Bro, you got out of that because like you were over, overweight and you, you thought by yourself, man, like if I don't make a decision now, like I'm going to be bullied the whole time. Yeah. I had nobody to tell me how to be a better version of myself. Nobody. I did it all on myself. I don't know what happened. Mm. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm tired of this. I need to do something for myself. I'm tired of helping people. I want to do something for myself for once. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I just joined the team. And after that, my, my whole mind changed the whole mindset of how, how, how I should speak to people, how I should, how I should move. Everything just changed a hundred percent. I think also with, with hearing both of y'all say it's like you all came out of isolation and you put yourself in a team slash community environment. Mm. And I think a lot of men, really need to do that that's why i kind of push the gym mm. you know especially the right gym when you're yes. around the right environment and people you get inspired you get motivated you get education you know mm. you gain you know different perspectives and knowledge and also the gym allows you to punish yourself through that pain mm. so you can really see exactly like adequate results from that so i think on top of that, men need to really put themselves in position around community, whether that's like a sport, where that's like, you know, the gym, something where they can really show progress and also put pressure on themselves because if they can really withstand what the gym has to offer, withstands what, you know, wrestling, MMA has to offer, boxing, rugby, because both of those sports are hard. Yeah. Both of them are physical, mental. And mental like like literally Tough. pain yeah. you know so i think that we have to really push men to push themselves to that mental and physical pain so they can really grow up honestly exactly. yeah i i think like um just to build on that um you signed bolt like he said once like it took him four years to train to run 10 seconds Whew. it took him four years of training just to run 10 seconds in the Olympics, nine seconds, 36 or whatever it is. Now he's 9.47, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> fast as fuck, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, just when, when you say that, like men has to like put themselves in a position like to work hard and then like afterwards, the rewards will come. So like in Afrikaans, uh, we have a saying that like it 
it's just basically like if you do the work now you will you will reap what you sow that's the right that's yeah. the right thing so like whatever you put in that's what you're gonna get out if you're a couch potato you're gonna be a couch potato if you're a guy that does everything 100 percent, all those 100 percents add up you know what i mean and then at the end of it all you will be rewarded and i like that's so important for everybody to know that like nobody has got it easy like nobody had it easy even the riches of the rich, they might not have family time, which is very important to like grow as a person. They might not have people around them because they just there for their money. They have to grow as like individuals as well. And that's something that I think is important. I love everything you said, Harry. Yeah, so in, in my opinion, like I, I totally agree with you. Um, like he said, like people who have like a lot of money they, they, they lose the, the sight of like spending time with their family or like vice versa. You know, if, if you don't have a lot of money, then you're being lazy, you know, like, yeah. exactly. so, you know, I, I, like I said, like, I agree with him for sure. 100%. Yeah, man. I think I want you all to really just explain how the community and team aspect really helped you all, because I'm sure, you know, being around your rugby teammates, being around your, your wrestling teammates, you know, it gave y'all a sense of community. It kind yeah. of gave y'all a sense of brotherhood as well. Exactly. And I think a lot of men are isolated. And that's another mm. reason why they don't see progress. So. Yeah. So, like, what I think about that, um, the gym versus a, a combat sport. I, I consider rugby a combat sport. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I feel like putting yourself into, like, into the fire right, is the best way to grow as a person, right? In the gym, if you're just starting, obviously you're not gonna start five, seven days a week, right? You're not gonna know exactly what you're doing, right? So there's a learning curve there. You don't really have a lot of people, especially in the beginning, that are gonna push you like very hard, right? But when you're on a team, right? And, and like rugby or MMA, jujitsu, I'm a black belt in jujitsu, I've been doing it for 10 years of my life, I still do it to this day right? That camaraderie is going to just motivate you. It's going to push you to be a better version of yourself. So if I have any advice to somebody, right, that's struggling, like in the very beginning stages of like, man, I'm overweight or man, I get bullied because I'm too skinny, right? Or like, like find comfort through team, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, they want to see the best version of yourself as, as much as you do, mm. right? So in my opinion, you really need to be in that atmosphere more than just going to the gym, mm -hmm. mm. right? If, if I was my version, right, when I was young and I wanted to lose weight and I went to the gym, honestly, God, I probably would have gave up mm. for yeah. sure, you know? Why do you think that is? And the reason behind that is because I'm still eating the same shit food. No, I have no accountability mm. besides my own thoughts. And my own, like, I want to be better. But, but when motivation fades, the discipline takes its place, mm -hmm. right? Ooh, I just got the chills. Hey. But uh, in the beginning stage, it's very hard to find that. The dedication's not there. Like, you're, mm. you're still overweight. You still eat shit. Well, where's the dedication? You never even started. You never even felt pain. Right? You're not accountable, especially in my situation where I didn't have anybody to like hold me accountable, right? I just had my family that just wanted to force feed me food and I was I was happy with that. 
and play video games. Yeah. Easy life, comfort, yeah. right? Comfort. Easy. Yeah. But if I would have chose that and still lived in that, who knows where I would be right now? I would have never been on a TV show. I would have never had six MMA fights. I would have never been a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's beautiful, especially with the accountability part, because you know, if you have the right teammates, they want to see you, you know, the best version of yourself. So they're going to push you. You know, and that's why I thank God for my cousin Marco. Like even like I've always been saying like kind of bits and pieces on the show that I wanted to lose weight. And it wasn't like I was just like like overweight or just really fat. I just knew I wasn't the best version of myself. But for me, I lived in the excuse of just because I was traveling and because I was trying to serve and help others that I can kind of push that to the side. But, you know, when I moved back to Houston, I was really broke and broken when I got mm. back. And I got back really in June of this year. And I knew that, like, for me, I was like, I'm going to get back in shape more than trying to make money. Mm. Or I'm going to get back in shape more than just, like, trying to serve the podcast. So mm. I'm going to get back in shape more than just, you know, for, for a relationship. Mm. You know, all those things. So I knew I needed love community and support and that yeah. comes with team mm. and brotherhood exactly. and my cousin was a basic 10 year older version of me and it was a perfect mix and mm. so when we started working out together i finally had love community and brotherhood exactly. and support and accountability whereas mm. like because we about to go to work out right now every single day and you all see me out mm. oh yeah every single day that and i think cool. You know, that's what a lot of men are missing today is that community and brotherhood and that accountability to really change themselves. Because a lot of people think or a lot of people assume they can do it by themselves. And you read the Bible or any kind of like leadership book or something like that. Community is the biggest aspect because you are you are under a system of accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of things where men need to understand where right? you do want to change, lose weight, level up, grow, get in community, get okay. in brotherly, surround yourself with like-minded men mm. and like, and people that are going to push you to better version of themselves because you all see the result of that. And I think a lot of men need to understand it in order to see active and lasting change. I think mm. a lot of times people can, can make some changes and it can be really for a season. You know, they do stuff just to get the girl. And once mm -hmm. they get the girl, they let themselves go. You know, right. so it's like that was really true, your true motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just, you know, losing the weight or trying to inspire mm -hmm. others. It, you just want to get something in return. But I think accountability and it's inspiring and being around a system of brotherhood and community is the way to go for all men in the world. I agree. Very, very important. Um, I've also like um, heard this quote a couple of times, but you got all the, he got all the quotes in the world, baby. I love it. I, lo I love quotes, man. Like I just wrote them down, like in my sleep. No, I was. Um, it's a thing that says um, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, mm. and that's so true to me because, like, who do billionaires hang out with? Other billionaires. Who do bums hang out with? Bums. Period. So change who you surround yourself with and you can change as a person. Also, 
bad people who they hang out with are the bad people. So find the people that's very like important to you and that will help you grow as a person, as a mental leader. health, uh, like as a leader, that's the most important because the leader is, might not be the strongest in the pack. Yeah. Because a house isn't, the top of the house isn't the, it's the nicest, but it isn't the strongest. Yeah, the foundation the is the strongest. Or a tree. So, yes. Roots. The roots is the strongest. So those people you surround yourself with, make sure that if you're a tree, make sure your roots are dig deep. Yes. Make sure your foundation is as strong as the tallest building in the world. Yes. So surround yourself with those people. Don't just go into a team where you see bad stuff happens and you just stay there because then mentally you're going to lose it. You're going to lose yourself. You don't want that. You want to grow. So I love the, the fact that you said like, it's important to surround yourself with a team, like both of you all said it. And um, surrounding yourself with a like-minded group of people, it will take you to a different level. Mm. Because mm. if someone rocks up with a Lambo and it's in your friend group, you're going to go like, man. I want that Lambo. I want that Lambo. Or Tate always said, what color is your Lambo? What color is your Bugatti? Yeah, like that. You know what I mean? Like, just surround yourself with the people that can make you climb to the top of the mountain and not just make you climb to the top of the mountain, but be right there to push you that last step. Yeah, I think as you were talking, another thing popped up in my head why a lot of men kind of struggle with that, you know, level of process is really identity. You know, I think how mm -hmm. they look in the, in the mirror, how they feel about themselves, what they think about themselves, you know, and a lot of people, you know, especially like, guys that didn't get a lot of attention, they use words of affirmation of others yes. to build their identity. So it's kind of like, you know, what did my father or mother say about me? What do people or my friends or other people at school say about me? You know, what do women say about me? And if it's all negative, they they feel, oh. yeah, they, their identity takes a, a plummet and they feel bad about themselves. So I want you all to explain just kind of how you push us through that process and pressure really change your identity, help you grow more confident. So help grow with that belief and like, you know what, but what everybody else is thinking, like, I don't care what the words of other is saying about me. I know who I am as a person. I know I, I bring value and I know I can bring to this world. So how did you all identity switch in the, in the midst of that pain and suffering? I love this question. Like, to the bone. I really do. Because you never know what you're really good at, right? You could be a professional tennis player, but have you ever played tennis before? Probably not, mm. right? So like, if you're just starting, try everything. You know, I was just lucky enough to like fall in love with my sport at the time when, in, as a sophomore in high school, which was wrestling. You know, like I went from that you know, to go into the gym. And then I found a guy that goes to the gym and then I, I found jujitsu through him. And then I, I started jujitsu and he quit two months later. I continued 10 years later. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I found that sense of community and purpose, right? Cause now at the level of, as a black belt in jujitsu, it's not just like, okay, I'm a jujitsu black belt. I can quit now. 
It's like, no, now I'm on a pedestal where I need to keep a certain skill level. And if I don't go to the gym X amount of times, like at least a week, like I feel like I'm not serving my purpose, right? So in the beginning stage, it's the hardest part, right? Because you have all these naysayers, you have people saying you can't do this, you can't do that, and you're believing in them, right? The first step is to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that might be so hard, being someone overweight, being someone skinny, being bullied. X, Y, and Z, right? But you just need to like, just believe in yourself. And it's so simple just to say, yeah, just believe in yourself. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's so easy. Just go outside the door, just go believe in yourself. It's, it, it's not fucking easy. It's not. It's not. Mm. I'm not saying it's easy. But you have to be willing to, to go through the pain, mm. to go through the effort, to hear the naysayers while you're transforming. You know, and to look at yourself in the mirror. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror and be happy, right? Hundred percent. I think that's beautiful what you said, like, cause when you around, when you really facing that hard, whatever identity that you place upon yourself, and you see progress, like you said, it gives you a purpose because that purpose really comes from pain. And when you realize just the progress that you make. And you allow, you you then understand that you can inspire others. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things where, like I said, when I came back to Houston, broken, broken, it was like, I feel like I didn't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. But when I put through, like went through that pain, and I see how people are saying, oh, you're killing it. Oh, you're doing so, you know, you, I can see the body change. I can see X, Y, and Z. It's like, man, now I'm inspiring and, and serving others. So I think what people have to understand is kind of like how you said, if you just start something and you get 1% better each and every day, it's going to compound. And people are watching. That's what things, that's what people don't understand. Like you, you people feel like, oh, nobody cares about me, nobody's watching me, nobody's helping me. But if you post, if you show progress, if you really like show, like, man, I'm trying and I'm getting better each and every day. People are going to see that and then people are going to be inspired by that and people are going to respect that. And I think those words of affirmation that what they're looking for will start coming more frequent. Mm-hmm. Will start like really, and then it might start coming from girls that they never thought they could get it from. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, like you said, just starting something and kind of figuring it out will, is the beginning steps of lasting change. Mm-hmm. I just like, I agree with both what both of y'all said. Um, I just like, it's funny to me, like to see, like if, if someone don't like you, right. Or if someone say something bad about you, they're going to be with someone else that doesn't like you. And sooner or later, there's going to be a bunch of people that hate you. How powerful are you to bring so much people together? Think mm-hmm. about it in that way. Don't think about them hating you. Think about how powerful you are bringing all those haters together. Mm. Bringing all those people that just talk bad about you because they don't feel good about themselves. If people realize how powerful they are, how powerful the mind is, like you can literally achieve anything. Like your brain tells your, your hand to move before you even move your hand. Do you know what I mean? That's how, so if you start telling your, your mind, like, I am the greatest, give those words of affirmation to yourself. Mm. Because who better to, like, 
Motivate. Yes. Who, be, who better to motivate you than yourself? Because you know what's going on in here. Not everybody else around you. Sometimes your girl doesn't even know what's going on in your head. Sometimes my girl doesn't even know what's going on in my head. Do you know what I mean? But like, so when charity starts at home. So even if it's your mind, even if it's your home, like start there, like fix whatever you need to fix here, then everything else around you will just be smooth. Mm. Even though th there will always be people that hate you. Sure. There's 8 billion people on earth. There is going to be people that hate you. There are going to be, be people that hate you. And that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Like not everybody can like everybody. There's not just two colors. There's... I don't even know how many colors there are. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> now if we're mixing colors, there's thousands. You know what I mean? If we're mixing colors, there's thousands. And I don't even know. But there's not just like the colors black and white. It's not just there anymore. Yeah. Everybody's different. You know what I mean? Like be the unique you. Yes. And just go with it, man. Like be the best version of yourself. Find everything great in you. Then everything else will just follow. What were, you know, what were the things that allowed you all to keep going? Because during this process, obviously, it's not going to be perfect. No. You're going to hit bumps in the road. You're going to, like, meet people that's going to try to knock you off your purpose. You know, you're going to you find somebody to distract you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So what were, you know, the things that kept you all in mind? Even when it's like like something bad happens or you don't know exactly where this road is going, but you all kept pushing through. Yeah. For me, it was kind of like, uh, after my mind hit that switch, I never wanted to be that person ever again. Right. I just wanted to be better and better and better and better every day. Right. So that was kind of like short and sweet. That's, that's pretty much the reason for me. I never wanted to feel that that pain in that sense of being bullied or transferring schools or not having friends. And, you know, like, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to be that person. Mm. Right. And it's easy to say, just go work hard, go do this, go do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're going to get it quick. Right. Yeah. But it's just about accountability, believing in yourself and just putting in the fucking work mm. period. Mm. Like I, I can't make it any more short and sweet yeah, cut and dry. Um, I think that I think that's exactly what it is because, you know, I think when people face opposition, you know, it forces you to make a decision. And the more you put yourself through pain and you fight through and you overcome it, when those oppositions do come, the easier it gets. Because honestly, this is how I think. You know, if you can fight through the gym, you can fight through, you know, wrestling, MMA, jiu-jitsu, rugby, you can fight through what life throws at you. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, as men, we are the head of households. You know, like we have the responsibility to take care of our girl and take care of our kids. Mm -hmm. So it's like if we get tossed to and fro from, you know, random stuff that happens like death in the family, you know, that's going to be hard when things like that comes. When we lose a job that, you know, comes out of nowhere or, you know, just something like that. I think it gives us practice for real world scenarios that are going to come up. So it's like we can use those experiences that we learn from to have a better and healthier response to when those things do come. So I think a lot of men have to understand that 
because the bumps in the roads are going to come. That is literally life. Hmm. And I want, you know, here, I, I really want to love to hear what you have to say about, you know, those bumps in the road when they do come. Like, what makes you keep going and pushing forward? So, for me personally, like, I used to, uh, before April this year, I used to be just like, there's no going back, there's no plan B. So whatever I do in life, there's no plan B. Whatever decision, so I always think of it like this. If, you, if I make one decision, that's the path to it. If I make this decision, that's a whole different path. So every decision I make, whether it's still playing rugby, whether it's like find a new career, whether it's like whatever I'm trying to do, even if there's bumps in the road, where am I going? Just to never look back and just move forward, right? And then April of this year, my grandfather, which I called my father, he passed away, right? And that was the worst time I could ever have. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with it. Like <clears throat> when, when my father, which is actually my grandfather, when he passed away, um, my whole mindset changed. So I used to be like the one that I had to make myself go. I had to like stop fighting. Like I can't stop fighting because there's no going back. And then when my father passed away, I was like, man, where to now? Like, what do I do now? I was so lost. And here I am such a strong, like so healthy, like mentally, because like, I knew that there was nothing that's going to break my mind. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. And then that happened. Then it was like, you can't explain it. Like you can be the strongest man on earth. Like there's no way that will not affect you. Do you know what I mean? I, I never cried. I, before that, I never cried in my life. That night, like when it happened, like earlier that day, I had a red card in rugby. So in, in rugby, if you get a red card, it means you're banned for a certain amount of weeks. And um, so earlier that day, that happened that night, my father passed away. And then I was like, damn, so I am not going to be able to play rugby to smash people's faces in because that's what I need. So now it taught me like, okay, what now? Where do you go now? What do you do now? Then I was just like, I had to like come to a stage where I was just like, all right, you have to realize that he's at a bit of, at a bit of place. You have to realize that he only wants you to do great. And then that became my motivation. Mm. He wants me to do great. He always wanted me to do great, but now him being where he needs to be and I am where I need to be, he wants me to do great. And every morning when I wake up and I have that split second of I'm alive, that gives me like, okay, another day, another dollar. Let's go. Mm. You know what I mean? Let's win the day. Like I always say to my, to my girlfriend, like when I wake up in the morning, I say to her, why don't we sleep until seven? We had to wake up at 6.30. You know what I mean? Mm. Just because like then it became a thing like I want to make him proud. I want to make... The person that, bro, my dad is one of those people that 
He didn't miss one rugby game in school. Didn't miss one athletics. Didn't miss one cricket game. He was he was the guy sitting there. And even when I was done with school, he still went to the same school and watched all the games like he did for me. And I was just like, man, if that is how he did it, I still have my whole life in front of me. I need to do something great. You know what I mean? Because he left a legacy, not just for me, but for a lot of people. But the legacy he left, he, he left for me was you can be whatever you want to be. Just go and be it. You know what I mean? Whatever, whenever it's your time and there's two things that's certain. Time never stops and death is for certain, right? So whenever that time comes, what am I going to write? What is people going to write about me? Who am I going to be? Are there going to be a lot of people in the, in the church that day? Or is there going to be no one? And that truly doesn't matter. But the people that's very important that helped you get to that top, those are the people that's going to sit there. You know what I mean? Those are the people that's life you changed. And then I realized that what motivates me now is I just want to make a difference in other people's lives. Even if it's just to make them laugh, even if it's to give them a dollar when I only have two or give them my last two dollars and that's fine because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, write that legacy you want, you want people to write about you. Yeah. Write it now. You know what I mean? And that's, that's my little thing, how I, keep, how I keep on going now. You know what I mean? And it's hard for me to swallow my tears and stuff like that, but it's, it's not even about that. Like, to me, it's about write that legacy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you I mean. agree. I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing that story. Thanks, you know, I know, you know, death is not it's not easy to overcome. Yeah. But I feel, you know, that that story is going to help one person watching the podcast. Exactly. And you know, that was the whole reason why we're here. You know, and I love how you use you know that unfortunate event to find a new purpose and new motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think men. If they can truly understand that, that's a superpower. Exactly. That's like a, a whole nother unlike character and version of yourself that will sustain you for the rest of your life. The more that you can use those unfortunate events to find those motivating factors to serve others, you know, it's to me it's going to give the most joyful life. I think a lot of people only want to do and serve themselves. You don't want to be self-made. You know, want to beat themselves up, put themselves on a pedestal. But I firmly believe that you live a life that is serving others. Mm-hmm. You will have the most fulfilling, most joyful life. So and if you can learn how to use those unfortunate events and be vulnerable and be open for someone that is watching, you know, that is the most fulfilling feeling in the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy and proud of you for really, you know, right. transforming that that energy and making sure that, you know, you're doing your life and, and, you know, living for his legacy and the legacy of your own. And I think a lot of men need to really ask themselves, like you said, what kind of legacy do I want to live on, leave on this earth? Like, how do I want to be remembered? You know, so I know uh, he kind of 
explain it, but that, you know, if you can put in some words, like, you know, how do you want to be remembered? How, what kind of legacy you want to leave on this earth? Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, my whole goal was, you know, to, you know, fight MMA, you know, be a high level jujitsu athlete. Right. And that was like my whole home of like having created my own legacy, like something I could tell my kids one day. Like, that's what I think of when I think of legacy, right? Purpose is just to tell your kids mm. for me at least. Right. And it's about going through those moments. And I have this quote. No, I wrote a quote too. <laughs> Let's go. It's, <laughs> it's not necessarily what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. Mm. Right. So you could be like this, this person, right. That's, that's been through all this stuff, but it's, it's not what, what you see the picture is, right? It's like the whole entire buildup of like how this person became themselves, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't become myself from just sunshines and rainbows. You know what I'm saying? He never became himself through sunshines and rainbows. You didn't become the best version of yourself through easy times, right? So for me, legacy was kind of just like, Something I could just tell my kids one day, yeah. right? I wanted to fight MMA. I fought six times. You know, like I wanted to, to be a great jiu-jitsu athlete. I traveled the country, competed all over the country. I have three national titles. Like, mm -hmm. like these cool. are like these are cool things that I've done and that I'm so proud of. And I have my belts over there, and like it, it's cool to me, right? And at the end of the day, it's like it's just cheap plastic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, there's no gold in these medals. Like, you know, like I have hundreds of medals. Right. But it, it's, it's not about what it's made of. It's, it's what you went through to get to these, you know, mm. these, these moments in time. Right. So yeah, that's kind of just how legacy is to me. No, and I, I love every second of what you said. And not only that, you know, we get to tell and explain those stories, but we have the privilege of also documenting this stuff. Mm. You know, you all have your platforms, you know, so it's like, Hey, son, your daughter, yeah. like watch this and you can see exactly what I was going through at this time. Mm. You know, you can see kind of like my thought process or, or you know, you could watch, you know, what I was thinking at this time in my mindset. You know, and I think that's what a, like a lot of men can can also do with, you know, transforming themselves. If you start documenting your life, the good and the bad and how you adjusted for it. You need to live like your kids may watch your life one day. Yeah. Because I think that would make make you move a little differently. You that's know. Because so I think like that's kind of like a, a motivating factor for me too. It's like I don't want if I'm going to bring a son in this world, I don't want to give him an excuse of just giving up because unfortunate things happen to you. It's like nah, something like like if you fight, it's going you gonna get hit. Mm -hmm. It's gonna hurt. You play rugby, you gonna get tackled. You go, you gonna fall to the ground. What are you gonna do after that? I want, just like both of you are, be living examples of continuously getting back up. Because okay. the more I get back up, the stronger I get, the better I get, and the more I can keep on pressing forward. Mm -hmm. So I think that men can really understand that component. I promise you, you know, they will move and act differently. Mm -hmm. I agree, bro. That's so for true. sure. So for the person that is watching right now, you know, that that is fired up, that, you know, really wants to make the change, you know, what is, you know, 
that one piece of advice that can make them actively get up out that chair or get up out of bed or whatever they're doing to watch this podcast to really go and tackle life and make a difference in this world? For me, I would say go to your bathroom, look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I happy? Am I, am I bringing myself at the highest level where I could be? And if you could say yes, and, you could, and, and if you're happy with that, by all means, you can be there. You don't deserve to be at the best version of yourself, in my opinion. I don't care if that's the right thing to say or not, because mm -hmm. I'm 100% real. You have to be honest with yourself, mm -hmm. point blank. I don't care. If you want to be lazy, you want to play video games, you want to do this, you want to do that, by all means, do it. Do it. Because not everyone's supposed to be successful in this life. Not everyone. Then there would be a, a million millionaires just walking around. Everyone have Bentleys and everyone have this. But you have to look at yourself and say, nah, I'm more than this. I am more than this. I need to be better for myself. Not for anybody. Not for no girl. Not for, not for, for friends. Not for anything else. No. No, 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 no. You need to look at yourself dead in the eye and you need to tell yourself, I want to be better for myself, period. That's it. Mm. And, if, and, if, and if you can say, like, if, you, if you're totally okay with saying, okay, I'm happy with myself and you're, and you're nowhere near where you should be, so be it. But you need to have that accountability as a person, right? As a man or a woman, wherever you want to be said you are that's it that's that's my advice hold yourself accountable look at yourself in the mirror i love that mine i would say it's very important to win every challenge win every goal beat everything you've been make your bed first thing in the morning make your bed that's the first challenge you want now what's next if you start thinking like that, now what's next? Because when is enough really enough? When is enough money enough money? There's no such thing. Mm -mm. Elon Musk, how rich is he? $247 billion strong, right? When is enough for him? When is he stopping? You know what I mean? So my thing that I really want to say is be content in what you have because not much of people have what you have. But my God, go for the next. Go for the next challenge. Go for the next goal. Like Dax said, look yourself in the mirror. Man, am I happy? If not, make a change. If you're happy, then be that. Like Dax said, be whatever you want to be. And I don't want to be that. I'm not going to be the guy standing in the mirror, like going like, yeah, you're all good. No. Is there a Lambo in my garage? No, there's not. But there will be soon. <laughs> you know what I mean? There will be soon. There will be a G-Wagon for my wife in the it's garage. It's a Bugatti. You know? It's a Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, to me, like, just go for it, man. Everybody, everybody wants it. But nobody really wants to do the work to have it. So do that work. Win those challenges every day. And you'll have it. And one more thing before we close, right? If you would have told me, I was telling my girlfriend this just today, right? If you would have told me a year from now, okay? Or, or like when I, back a year yeah, ago, yeah. right? That 
I would be living in Houston, Texas. I would have been on a TV show. I would have my own clothing line that's very successful, a designer clothing line that's, that's made for fitness, right? And, and be a social media influencer and creating a living off of straight, strictly social media. I would have literally told you, you were absolutely like a joke. Okay, I was a guy that worked a regular nine to five. I was a mechanic in 2021 of April, okay? Mm. I quit my job and I said, I'm going to be a full-time MMA fighter, right? And I did that for two fights. Uh, it worked out pretty well. And then I had the opportunity to be on the show. And then after that, I kind of just like skyrocketed, you know, where I, where, where I wanted to be, right? So where are you at, where, where you're at, okay, in this specific time of your life, don't plateau yourself there, not knowing what the future has to offer is my, is a, is a great advice to people because sure you might live with your parents. Sure. You might live, live in a state that doesn't have like a lot of stuff going on, but who knows where your life will be from a year from now. If you put the work in, if you put the effort in, it, you know, you make the right connections, you know what I'm like? It, if you were told me a year ago, I would never, like, I'm on HBO. Yeah. What? <laughs> He's on Netflix. Yeah. What? I would, I would not believe you. Yeah. I have a beautiful girlfriend of in this amazing house. What? Yeah. Like I would have never believed anything because I was totally fine by living in my, my little shell, going my nine to five, doing, doing what I thought in my head was all the right things. Right but I, ne I never was like truly satisfied for where my life was like really at. Like he said before, like, I don't want to live the life of, 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 of the nine to five, the white picket fence, the dog in the yard and, and the wife. And I would go like have a normal job and I have no like sense of like ambition, ambition or like, like grateful for all the opportunities. Right. I, I sometimes have to like pinch myself because I, I, I truly don't like, appreciate what I have right now. Mm. Right. I'm just like, well, how can I make myself better, 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 better. But I never sit down and just be like, this is great. Holy crap. I wake up when I want, I do what I want. I go to the gym when I want. It's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. but there was a lot that it took to get to this place. And sometimes I forget about that. Right. So, Pretty much where you're at doesn't justify who you could be mm. in a year, in six months. Give it six months. Put the work in. Believe in yourself. Don't listen to nobody. That's it. I, I appreciate you too. You know, I think your stories are very, very inspirational and impactful. I've been blessed by the words and, you know, just the relentlessness of not giving up when challenges comes and not living in excuses. You know, I'm blessed by y'all, honestly. I'm glad that, you know, we met at the gym and we got to sit down and finally do this, you know, for those who want to reach out to you to say thank you, to ask some questions, to support, you know, what business you all have going on, where can they find you? 
so my Instagram is Dakjitsu, D-A-K-J-I-T-S-U. And also my uh, TikTok platform is the exact same username. Um, yeah, message me. I'll answer any questions you guys have. And what's the clothing brand as well? Uh, the clothing brand I have is called Calculated Chaos. Uh, the IG for that is Calculated Chaos Brand. And the website is calculatedchaos.shop. Launch two coming soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, mine's just um, my first name, my last name on my Instagram. It's very hard to say, but I'll spell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for you guys, so G E R R I E L A D U S C H I G N E. That's it. And my TikTok's that as well. Like, hit me up on Instagram if you ever like just want to talk to someone. I look at my DMs all the time. I'm always there to help people. It's important to me uh, to give a helping hand because there was like, when I needed that help, there wasn't really that. Likewise. So, so let us be that hand for you. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. I will make sure I will put it in the descriptions to, uh, so, so y'all can reach out to them. Um, make sure y'all take advantage of these two kings, man. They are They are really, truly walking legends and I'm glad that we can with this, you know, these two in their journey and their life. So without further ado, my name is Chris and I am joined by Mike DeCassian and Harry Lavascafne. And we are the roommates. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next week. Woo! I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>